When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hello, folks. This is Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio. A big shout out to one of my heroes of the year, John Katsimatidis, who has really turned WABC into one of the great powerhouse radio stations in the country. In fact, I believe the station that you are listening to right now is the most important, most influential, and most insightful uh, talk radio station in these great United States of America. So congratulations to John. Uh, he has completely turned around this station. It is it is an incredible source of information for you, great listeners. And I want to – by the way, I hope everybody had a wonderful and holy uh, Christmas. Uh, I did. I was back home in Chicago. I made it, folks. I did not take Southwest Airlines. I wasn't stuck at Midway Airport for two nights. Uh, I was able to make it in and out. It was very cold. It was five degrees below zero. So much for global warming, right? And uh, But we had a wonderful, wonderful time. 24 more. 24. I've got a lot of brothers and sisters and I got a lot of nieces and nephews, so it was just a wonderful, wonderful time to be with family and to celebrate the birth of Jesus and uh, you know, just recharge your battery. So I hope everyone had a wonderful time with family and friends and loved ones. Um, now we have a, the new year upon us. Uh, this is New Year's Eve. I hope uh, many of you will be out there on uh, Times Square watching the ball fall. I'm in Washington, D.C. today, so I'll be watching the games today. I'll be watching. I'm a Big Ten guy, so I'll be rooting for Michigan and Ohio State, but two great games. I think one starts at 4 p.m. Eastern. That's the Michigan TCU game, and then of course, we have the uh, the big one, the Ohio State Georgia game. Two two great games. Two I love college football. I'm not a big fan of pro football, but I love 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 college football. Um, so um, I wanted to mention a couple of things. One is if you are a regular listener to this show, more uh, the More Money Show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Our ratings are really good, and I know we have regular listeners because a lot of people call in almost every week. Uh, with their comments and questions and criticisms and commentary. So I love that. Uh, by the way, today is, is going to be kind of a special year-end show for us. We're, we're, we're going to uh, – Bob and Ryan Payne, um, our financial analysts for the show, are taking a well-deserved week off. So we will not have our financial analysis section. So that means I am going to devote the entire second half of this show you ready for this, folks? The entire second half of the show, from uh, from 1.30 Eastern to 2 p.m., we're going to be taking your calls because I, I've said this every week, but I learn so much from you and your insights, and I think our listeners do. Um, and so, uh, and as I always say, I want the ladies to call in. We have too many men calling in, and I'm not trying to discourage you uh, if, if you're uh, – 
if you're a male. But, boy, I, I learn a lot from what the, what the women have to say and the ladies have to say. So please, please call in. Well, we're going to bump you into the front of the line. I know that might not be gender equity, but I love hearing from, from, um, from the ladies. So please do call in. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, that's 1-800-848-9222, the More Money Hotline. 1-800-848-9222. Wait till, uh, you know, wait about 20 minutes and then call in. Now, here is the question of the day. All right. The question of the day is this. What do you think were the biggest boneheaded policy decisions made by government in 2022? Uh, that includes your city government, your state government, and of course, the government in Washington. Now, I know that's a pretty broad question, and I know there are a lot of uh, policy mishaps and some policy catastrophes that happen. After all, we have Joe Biden in the White House, and let's face it, he's not quite doing a very good job when it comes to the economy. I think he's doing the best he can, but that's the problem, right? And he's surrounded by nitwits who don't know how to handle a business, how to run an organization, no, no, know nothing about things like the supply chain problem. And so I want to let you all know that you can get go to foxnews.com or you can go to the Committee to Unleash Prosperity website. That's Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And you can see that I have posted the nine biggest mistakes that I think the government made in 2022. And I'm going to just spend a few minutes with you going over these because I came up with nine, but I want to hear uh, from people who have other things that I may have overlooked. And there are way more than nine uh, policy blunders because this is a blunderous administration and we have blunders, blunderous people <laughs> in the governor's mansions in many states and, and so on. The U.S. New Yorkers understand exactly what I'm saying. So let me just quickly go down my list. Of, here they are, folks. I mean, I wish we could do a drum roll, but the nine biggest mistakes uh, that were made by government and the biggest problems they have presented to the American citizens, people like you and me. Okay, ready? Okay, number one, the average family lost Four to five thousand dollars on average. Four to five thousand dollars in real take-home pay because of runaway inflation in 2022. That is to say, Biden's policies are not helping the middle class; they are making the middle class poor. Now, I, as most of you know, if you're especially if you're a regular listener. By the way, if you're a new listener, thank you for joining us. I hope you will tune in every Saturday at 1 p.m. We're on 1 to 2 p.m. right after Larry Kudlow's show. Um, so if you look at the charts here, what you see is that no president in modern times has caused more uh, havoc to the middle class than Joe Biden does, which is kind of funny because he keeps talking about how he cares so much about working class families. But their their um, wages and salaries were up 4 to 5 percent, but the inflation was up 7 to 8 percent, so you're losing money. Okay, so that's a big one. Number two, 401k plans got crushed. And most of you listening to this show have 401k plans. I do. If you have a savings plan, a retirement plan, it's, money's probably in a 401k plan. They lost um, the typical uh, 401k plan, lost over $30,000 in 2022. That's a big deal. By the way, the NASDAQ adjusted for inflation lost 35%, 35%. It was a catastrophic year for the NASDAQ. The S&P lost about 25%, and the Dow Jones lost almost 10%. 
these were gigantic losses uh, for investors. Terrible, terrible year for investors. Let's hope that 2023 is better. Number three, I'm going to go a little faster here because I'm running out of time and I want to. I've, I've got a guest coming up. But number three is Republicans vote for a near two trillion dollar omnibus spending bill. Shame, shame, shame on those 23 Republicans in the Senate who said that they were fiscal conservatives and they voted for this awful, awful bill. And that includes, you know, a blunt, Bo- Bozeman, Capito, uh, sorry, Capito, Collins, Cornyn, Cotton, Graham, Inhofe, McConnell, Mor- Moran, uh, Murkowski, Portman, Romney, R- Romney. That's no surprise, right? Romney sold us out. Round, Shelby, Thune, Wicker, Young. Uh, in the House, <laughs> you won't be surprised by this one. Guess what Republican in the House voted for this on this, this bill? You ready? I bet you all know the answer to this. Oh, gee, shocking. Liz Cheney voted with the Democrats. Wow. That's a nice going away party, Liz. And then uh, a few others. So that's that's shame, shame, shame. Okay, number four, California bans uh, gas cars. <laughs> Their idiot governor wants to get rid of gas cars by 2035 when only 6% of uh, car uh, buyers are buying EVs. So that's uh, that's just ridiculous. And by the way, they ran out of energy for so that they could actually provide the uh, the electric uh, charge stations for the EVs. So people got stranded all, all over the uh, roads of California. And gee, that's a very, very wise policy. And, of course, that's their idiot governor there, uh, Gavin Newsom, who wants to run for president, by the way. Uh, okay, number five, Congress wants to hire 87,000 new IRS agents. Come on. Why don't we just simplify the tax system? Let's have a simple flat tax that everybody can afford. Everybody can fill out a postcard return. We don't need 87,000 new IRS agents. We don't have to fill Yankee Stadium with uh, IRS agents, which is what they want to do. I find that to be reprehensible. Number six, I'm going to move on really quickly now because I'm running out of time. Number six, Joe Biden begs Saudi Arabia and OPEC to increase oil production. Isn't that pathetic? Isn't that pathetic that our president practically lay – prostrate in front of the oil sheiks in Saudi Arabia and said, please, please, please increase your oil output when he said, gee, uh, we don't really want to do that um, uh, here in America. We're not going to produce oil in Texas and Oklahoma and West Virginia and Wyoming, but we will produce, we do want the uh, the uh, Chinese and we do want the Russians and we do want the Iranians and we do want the, the OPEC countries to increase their oil production. Does that make any sense? Come on, idiotic. Number seven, Pete Buttigieg is put in charge of the <laughs> supply chain problem. Pete Buttigieg, who knows nothing about business, and uh, boy, has he he has really screwed this whole thing up. Um, you've got problems now. We're running out of baby food. We're running out of uh, we're running out of eggs. We're running out of baby formula, Tylenol, tampons, semiconductors for phones, prescription medicines, fertilizer for farmers to grow our food, toilet paper. <laughs> this guy, Pete Buttigieg, who knows nothing about anything, is is supposed to be solving that problem number eight government is paying people not to work we're paying people in new york and connecticut and new jersey as much as seventy five eighty thousand dollars a year uh not to work which is crazy and number nine finally and i'll end with this one covid restrictions are back in many states and cities and those of you who live in new york know exactly what i'm talking about they want to come back with all of the mandates all of the restrictions all the stay-at-home orders um, even though COVID is basically long gone. I mean, there are some mild strains of it, but but COVID is is uh, not a massive health threat as it was in 2020. So those are mine. That's my list of crazy policies. But I want to hear from you, okay? In 15 minutes, I'm going to start taking your calls. I want you to tell me 
what you think the dumbest thing government has done and or the most dangerous dumbest or most dangerous thing that government either at your city level your county level your state level or in washington has done to america i'll be taking a lot of calls so please uh, wait about 10 minutes that uh number is 1-800-848-9222 one last reminder before we take our first break Please sign up. Please, please, please sign up for the Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline. We will email this to you every morning for free. It costs you nothing. There's no advertisements or anything like that. I just want you to get this. It's really popular. Newt Gingrich uh, emailed me the other day saying, Steve, it's the first thing I read every morning. Um, You can read it in five minutes, but it's a great way to get the news nuggets that you need. Uh, And we are not selling you this. We just want you to be well-informed. Go to uh, Committee to Unleash Prosperity website and just sign up, and we'll give it to you five mornings a week. We'll send it to you, and if you don't like it, you can just unsubscribe. It won't hurt my feelings at all. Well, you might hurt my feelings a little bit, but not much. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break. This is the More Money Show. I'm Steve Moore, economist with the Heritage Foundation, and I uh, am honored to uh, also serve with a great organization called Freedom Works. And um, so I will be right back. I'm really excited to hear from you all about how you feel like things are going in America. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. We'll be right back in one minute. This is WABC Talk Radio. Your health is important. Your sexual health is very important. And like everything else, it has challenges. As many as 50% of men over 50 have sexual-related difficulties like ED, low testosterone, and low energy. That's where they come in. Elevate Wellness has real professional and in-person solutions. Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Or visit elevatewellnessgroup.com and get back to where it started. Office visits, only $99 this month. about politics, the economy, Wall Street, Main Street, and your wallet, and the crazy things that go on in our government. And Mr. Producer, do we have Bob Funk on yet? Um, is he on the line? I am, uh, Steve. Hi, Bob. Happy, How are you? Happy Happy New Year to you, Steve. Happy New Year. Thanks so much for joining me. Okay, folks, I, I am so honored to have a friend, uh, somebody who I regard as a mentor, and a one of the great um, capitalists, and I mean that in a very positive way, he built an incredible industry. Uh, I'm talking about Bob Funk from Express um, uh, Employment. He is Bob Funk employs his companies employ over ha- half a million people, right, Bob? Yeah, we have almost six hundred thousand this year, and oh it's uh, it's been rising uh, nearly every year. So Bob Funk is is just an amazing man who has uh, built this industry basically from scratch, and ha- it's a basically a temporary employment agency. Uh, Six hundred thousand. I think you must be. If you're not the biggest employer in the country, Bob, you're certainly in the top ten. So uh, you thank you by the way for what you've done for our country and providing so many jobs for so many people. Uh, I know that uh, some people on the left think you're one of these evil rich people because you got rich building a great company, but that's the that is the American dream, isn't it, Bob? Well, the American dream is to help as many as people possible to find a career for themselves that right. they might have a, a better lifestyle. And uh, the free entrepreneur, entrepreneurship in America is a, a true blessing 
that many other countries really don't have. And so uh, we're just pleased to be able to help help that many people. And it makes me feel good when I go home at night that we've uh, we've done our job for others. Well, Bob, you've you've produced far more jobs than any politician (laughs) in America. So thank you for what you do. By the way, just by way of background, I met Bob Funk. um, What is that, Bob? About 15 or 15, 20 years ago. Uh, when I was trying to figure out what was going on with the labor market, and um, I learned about what Bob Funk was doing. You're, by the way, you're based in Oklahoma City, is that right? We are based in Oklahoma City. We have 900 offices in the U.S., uh, Canada, South Africa, uh, Australia, and New Zealand. But most of them are in the United States, of course. So the reason I wanted to have Bob on today, because we're starting the new year, obviously, tomorrow, and really, truly, there's no one who has his finger on the pulse of the uh, employment situation in America, whether there are jobs out there, what kind of jobs, what kind of workers, businesses need, uh, and why it's being become so difficult for so many employers to find qualified workers. So, Bob, can you give us a sense of what you think is happening with the labor market right now? When you and I talked privately yesterday, you said you were concerned about the fact that businesses are starting to pull back. Uh, Businesses are starting to slow down. As you know, there's been quite a few layoffs. There's also been uh, some companies that that already have uh, gone under, if you will, or closed their doors. And that's, uh, of course, concerning. Um, and uh, and and we have had a two-year stint, uh, which is unusual, coming out of a recession. That uh, a two-year stint where we just couldn't find enough employees, and uh, that is starting to turn around. Uh, we have about uh, 25% less job openings today than we did a year ago. So we know the economy, inflation, the economy is starting to uh, appeal back many of these companies that uh, could have could afford uh, some good employees and now they can of course and so it's uh, it's real concerning of course <clears throat> I've been through uh, eight or nine recessions in this business and uh, and if they they hire temporaries they can save save money of course uh, uh, for a short term to get their products out. So it doesn't affect us. We're not recession-proof, but yeah. we certainly are, are recession-insensitive, if you will. And uh, so we can still uh, hustle and find as, as many jobs are, that are available in our communities uh, to support so, them. So, Bob, what kind of uh, – so for people who are listening to our show who are looking for a job, who are maybe unemployed or – just getting out of college. Uh, what is your advice to them? What kind of skills do people need to get good-paying jobs? Well, they, they certainly need skills. They don't need the soft skills coming out of out of the university, such as social psych, philosophy, uh, poli right. sci. Uh, right. They're, they're difficult to find jobs for them. They need skills that are that are probably more technical uh, in yep. nature and. Uh, those those opportunities are out there uh, in abundance uh, currently, because like uh, we don't give, have give that. Me, give me some examples, Bob. Of what, what kind of what kind of jobs? Oh, re- refrigeration, electricians, uh, air, uh, air conditionings, right. uh, mechanics, um, 
uh, uh, anything that's along that technical line, uh, we just don't have enough people. And uh, it's, I think that will continue uh, until the, uh, the education community decides that they're going to serve what is needed rather than serve themselves. So, uh, yeah, I, I remember uh, when you and I first met, you said something that I, I still <laughs> repeat to this day, which is you said, I can find a job just about for anybody except unless they have a philosophy or political science degree. <laughs> and that's what we seem right. to be, you know, and it's a big problem, folks, because what we're doing, our universities are really a disservice to what our country needs in terms of our economy. We need people, right, Bob, who know how to do things, you know, and and by the way, I'm not belittling a liberal arts education. I got a liberal arts education, but you know, we, as you said, we need people who have skills because if you've got a skill, you can probably find a job. Is that true? That's exactly right. And uh, I've got two general education degrees, but uh, I may have only used 1% of of what I was taught uh, in school because it wasn't technical enough. And uh, uh, accountants and IT, of course, have, uh, have been in demand for the last couple of years, highly in demand. And uh, and that'll continue probably, excuse me, because the schools are not putting out that many students uh, in, in those categories. But it's uh, uh, to find a skill uh, is is much more important than than to finding a four year degree, even though I've got my master's degree. But uh, it's uh, it's 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 finding something that is needed out there in the community. And and uh, of course we know that the technical uh, positions are needed uh, immensely. Uh, I I checked around this morning, Steve, and and the, the job uh, orders. Have been backing off about twenty percent in the last Ooh, three months. Wow! Wow! And um, and so that's concerning. Of course, yeah, it is. It, hurt, it hurts you right in the heart when you can't find a job for somebody who really needs yeah. one, and uh, and and to further their their life and their their family and their education. So it's uh, it's a cha- it's going to be a challenge, and I'm usually not pessimistic. I'm usually Extremely optimistic yeah, on, uh, right. on on what we can do for them, but uh, I hope it, I hope the inflation and uh, and and the government understands that that uh, entrepreneurship and and individual uh, businesses uh, need to survive in order for our country to be strong. I'm talking to Bob Funk. Bob Funk is the uh, founder of Express. Uh, employment services, which is a great, great company, employs over a half a million Americans, which is unbelievable. I think you're one of the three or four largest employers in the country. So, Bob, a couple uh, quick things I wanted to ask you about. Um, number one, um, what advice do you give to people who want to do what you did? Now, in, in other words, start a business, make it successful. What are the kind of Stepping stones. How did you make it work? Because you know you started. You, you know you didn't. You didn't start rich, right? You became rich by building the company. But how'd you do it? I had five five thousand dollars to my name when I started the business. And, uh, wow! But but I had but I had some good employees. The, the key to any any business, and I've seen many of them come, many of them go. The key to any business is the quality of the people 
that they hire right. for for their needs, and uh, yep. and, and it, it's just that simple. And uh, and for us to try and find those quality people, we do have to screen through a lot uh, yep. that, uh, that that might fit their position and fit it well. But more more than that, it's the uh, it's the the attitude and the character of the individual that's that right. that can be can be taught. You can teach people uh, positions in the company, uh, but, but you can't teach them uh, to be loyal, dedicated, and want to want to advance. And so, so the quality inside themselves, the character quality is, as Martin Luther King said, is more more important than the color of the skin. Yeah, that's for sure. Bob, by the way, um, we're up. We're coming up to a break. Can I? Can you come back after the break for a few minutes? Because I've got some other questions I'd love to ask you. Sure, I'll hold on. Okay, so before we go to the break, we're going to go to the break in about a minute and a half. Um, tell me about uh, you've been in. How long have you been in the business now? Fifty-four years. <laughs> Fifty-four years. Okay, so you've seen a lot over the last half century. Is it true? I hear this from employers. Steve, we started this company in the recession, the oil recession. Of eighty two, eighty three. Oh so, yeah, I remember that. I remember that you very. Remember that? You couldn't get a, You couldn't even get a job as a burger flipper then, and that's when I graduated from college. <laughs> but here's my question. Here's my question, Bob. In the in the minute before we go to our break, and we may we may not get it all in. Is it true? Because I hear this from other employers. Do you think that the work ethic in America is not what it once was? Uh, that's that is true. Uh, it's it's difficult to. Uh, Encourage people to work, but but you need to give them hope and encouragement. Right. And yeah. uh, and many companies don't do that. Uh, uh, that there is an opportunity for them if they're a good worker, and yep. uh, and so some of it has to be self-trained. Once they yep. get on the job, uh, the leadership needs to to encourage them uh, that yep. that they can advance and they can make mo- a lot more money if they if they just uh, are loyal percent. and dedicated to what they're doing. Uh, All right. Well, let's. We're going to take a quick break. This is Bob Funk from Express uh, Employment Services. I'm going to uh, have about five more minutes with Bob after the break, and then I'll be taking your questions at 1 800 848 9222. This is the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio. It's More Money with leading economist Steve Moore. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. This is the Mort Money Show. I'm economist Steve Moore. Thanks so much for uh, listening. I hope everyone has a blessed and happy new year and has a wonderful evening tonight. Don't drink and drive. Just remember that one. Um, I am uh, interviewing Bob Funk, who is a truly a national treasure. Bob, how old are you now? Do you... 82. 82. Still working uh, 40 hours a week. Or great, great treasure. Employs over half a million Americans in his, bu- his employment service in uh, business. And so, Bob, we've got a, just a few more minutes. I wanted to ask you a couple more questions, if I may. Uh, by the way, was it you who had, when you had uh, your conference, you had Shaquille O'Neal? Is that you? Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> what and did he, you think of Shaq? Uh, he, he did a great job. Had a great sense of humor, uh, and uh, the one the one the joke I remember was uh, his his son spent too much money his first year in college, and and he brought him home and he said, "Now you got to realize you're not rich. I'm the one that's rich." <laughs> 
<laughs> that's good advice. I gotta, so I'm not rich, and, but I'm, you know, I'm doing pretty well. But my kids aren't rich, and all they do is ask me for money, Bob. So should I probably shouldn't give right. it to them, should I? <laughs> not really. Should help, help them uh, finance something that they can build build a, of a career with, if, if you will. Yeah, you know, Bob, my my, my dear old uh, departed mom, who was a wise woman, she, one of her um, kind of truisms, I wonder what you think about this, she always said, never do something for someone they can do for themselves. Right. Uh, and you've got a great woman, too, Steve, so <laughs> That's you, you, right. are, you ought to be thankful. So um, the question, the last question I wanted to ask you about um is this, you know, we just at the Committee to Unleash Prosperity came out with this report finding that people in many states can make seventy-five dollars to $100,000 collecting welfare benefits for not working. Uh, and I'm for a safety net, you're for a safety net. But, Bob, it seems to me it's hard for business like yours and so many businesses around the country to find workers if the government <clears throat> is paying them not to work. And I wonder if you're finding that to be a problem. Oh, that's a real problem for us. It's hard to get them off the couch when they're making seventy-five thousand um, bucks, yeah. because most jobs don't start at that. Now they they may be able to get to that level after a short period of time, but but uh, the average light industrial job or average uh, clerical job for someone starting out in their life, uh, they just won't get get that kind of money. Yes, we're having a real challenge. With the yep. government uh, paying too much, too long, and uh, and not realizing that they're really affecting business. So, Bob, last question before I let you go. Um, it's a big one. Um, is the American dream that you were able to achieve, is that alive and well in America? Is it alive and well? Uh, is it? I would, I would say... Uh, the, the more the government intervenes in, in business, the less likely it is to uh, be oh, able to do point. something. And uh, uh, the, the other point is that our administration currently only has, uh, at, at the top level, only has one year business experience. <laughs> so so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard for them to understand how important it is that uh, that we're entrepreneurs, risk takers. Yep. Uh, I probably took more risk than maybe the most, but but uh, but certainly I took a calculated risk. And yep. there's a difference between pure risk <laughs> and and calculated risks. Uh, well, calculated Bob, you risk. you are you are an amazing man. Uh, I'm I'm proud to call you a friend. By the way, this is a man, folks, who took five thousand dollars. And turned that into, uh, last I checked, a $3 billion industry. So thank you so much for what I you've think, done for our country, Bob. I, I think, hope you have a I wonderful, think. wonderful uh, Happy New Year. And uh, how thank long you. are you going to continue to be working, Bob? <laughs> as long as I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's Bob Funk. Uh, Bob, have a great New Year. We, I hope to talk to you again uh, in, the, in the new year. Okay, folks, it is time to take some of your questions and comments and criticism the the more money hotline uh is 1-800-848-9222 i want to hear from the ladies especially uh and uh, the topic of the day for the next 20 minutes is 
What do you think were the greatest blunders by our politicians, whether at the federal level, at the state level, at your local level? What are the dumbest things that Congress or the president or your mayor or your city council or your school board did? So, Mr. Producer, who is our next? Who is our first caller? First up, we have Tony in Clifton, New Jersey. Tony, thanks for calling in from New Jersey. What was the biggest mistake the government made in 2022? To me, it was their their um, IRS people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Is it is it Tony? Is your name Tony? Tony. Yes. Tony Marie is the middle name. T- is it T O N I? Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> well, eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents. Is that crazy or what? And trained in uh, gun and ammunition. At the same time. Well, yeah, they have. That's a great point. You know, they actually they spend millions of dollars a year on guns. They even have military style equipment. What do they need that for? Yes. And of course, the end limit for me and then I'll let you go is that the government really this year, more than any other year to me, wants to get rid of the middle class, um, yep. stress the upper class conservative. Yep. And so yep. we're really seeing in my generation, and I'm a baby boomer, the yep. biggest move to socialism. So that's what 22, 2022 has been to me, Steve. But I wish you all the best and healthy. Thank you so much for calling. Great call, by the way. Great call. By the way, I learned so much from listening to our followers, so I love that call. I agree with 98% of what you just said. So wonderful, wonderful insights. Uh, and the IRS, we just cannot allow the Republicans to allow that IRS expansion to happen, or they're going to be knocking on your door. Okay, uh, Mr. Producer, who is our next caller? Next up, we have Judy in New York. Oh, this is great. We got the, the ladies calling in. By the way, before I get to Judy, don't forget, folks, the 1-800-848-9222 or one 800 848-WABC uh, is the More Money Hotline, and we've got one or two lines still open. Judy, thanks for calling. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, my complaint is that they, uh, number one, did not read the bills and require a public <laughs> guide to all provisions before agreeing to it. Yep. Number two, they did uh, not complete the wall, which has flooded our nation with problems. Instead yep, yep. Of and number three, they did not examine the Wildlands Project network of connecting green corridors and borders that have led to spreading wildfires and for yep. predators that they keep on the list, like wolves That's, and you know, these, these are gr- These are great points, Judy, that you're making. And, and, and by the way, on your last point, it's a really important point because those – those fires in California and in these western states were mostly a result of just terrible forest management by our government. And the amount of fire and smoke from those fires erases any progress that we've made. Any of the progress that we've made in terms of trying to reduce CO2 emissions have been completely um, wiped out by the massive fires that happen. And so, in other words, if we didn't build a single windmill, if we didn't build a single solar plant, we would have reduced um, our CO2 emissions more if we just prevented these fires from happening. The other thing I want before I let you go, Judy, you know, do you think any of these members of Congress read this 4,500 page bill? I doubt it. And I think they should all be asked. Yep. 
because it's irresponsible uh, governance. Uh, you better believe it. Okay, great call. Thank you so much for calling in, Judy. Uh, great call so far. 1-800-848-9222 is our um, More Money hotline. I want to hear from you about what you think the greatest blunder is by our government, whether it's in Washington or New York City or New York State or New Jersey or Connecticut. We have people, by the way, I love this station. We get people calling in from Georgia. We get people calling in from North Carolina. We have somebody, people calling in from Pennsylvania. So uh, it, it, we have a big reach with this show, and it's WABC Talk Radio. Mr. Producer, who is our next caller? That would be Charlotte in Princeton, New Jersey. Charlotte, thanks for calling from New Jersey. What is the dumbest thing government has done this year? I think releasing oil from the strategic energy supply. Right. Yep. Um, now, Steve, you know, you I agree with you that the government is trying to uh, wreck the energy industry. I wanted to get your opinion if you think that their ultimate goal is to nationalize it. Well, first of all, I couldn't agree with you more. I think what we're doing with our energy sector is near criminal. Uh, Charlotte, by the way, thank you for calling in. Great point. I, I neglected to mention that, so I'm glad you brought it up. And the question is, is this intentional? Does the government want to nationalize our energy industry? I think it's a little bit more sinister than that. I don't think they want to nationalize our oil and gas industry. I think they want to bankrupt it. I think they want to put our oil and gas and coal industries out of business. And that's two-thirds of our energy, folks. That's what makes our factories possible. That's what lights up our home. That's what provides the heat for our home and for our businesses. It's what makes our technology sector possible is energy. Energy is the master resource. Everything that we have is derivative of cheap and abundant energy. Are we going to move back to the Stone Ages? Is that what the left wants us to do to save the planet? I mean, this is the most crazy idea. And so I believe that we're going to continue to have an administration over the next two years that's going to try to bankrupt our oil and gas industry. By the way, this is not some kind of conspiracy theory I'm talking about, folks. Joe Biden has admitted this. He said it many times, most famously in his debate with Donald Trump, where he inadvertently told the truth. And he said, I want to um, put the oil and gas this industry in America out of um, out of business. <laughs> I mean, this is one of our most important industries. And now you may say, well, we got to do that because we have to solve global warming. No, China isn't doing that. Russia isn't doing that. Um, India isn't doing that. None of these other countries are doing it. All we're doing is shooting ourselves almost literally in the foot <laughs> with our energy policy. Now, I was very proud, folks, as many of you know, to have um, served as an economic advisor to Donald Trump. And one of the things I talked to him many times about was energy policy. And Donald Trump got it instantly. He didn't even need any of my advice. I've written a book on energy policy about the importance of our fossil fuel industry. But Trump understood it. We use everything we got, right? We make America energy dominant so that we don't have to worry about the Middle East. We don't have to worry about Russian oil. Incidentally, you know, while I'm on this tirade and I'm so angry about this, you know, here we're sending tens and tens and tens of billions of dollars to um, to the uh, to the freedom fighters in Ukraine. I don't know how much of that money actually gets to them. By the way, it's probably getting intercepted by all these corrupt governments. But nonetheless, there's a much better strategy for ending the 
evil war on Ukraine, and that is to produce energy here in America and produce more oil and gas here, which lowers the world price and puts Russia and Putin out of business. We're playing into the hands of our enemies, China and Russia, by not producing American energy. And that includes our coal, by the way. China right now is building 20 of the largest coal plants in the history of the world while we're shutting down our coal plants. Is that going to change the temperature of the planet? Come on. All right, I'm going to take one last break. We've got still about 15 minutes left, and we will take your calls, 1-800-848-9222. This is the More Money Show. The question of the day is what is the dumbest thing, what is the biggest boneheaded play by government in 2022? And I know that's a long list, but I want to hear from you. We'll be right back. This is the More Money Show. Stop. ED is no laughing matter. This could be caused from low T, high blood pressure, or diabetes. Elevate Wellness can help. 40% of men over 40 have experienced this. Make the call to Elevate Wellness now. 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. The office visit is only $99 and includes exam, blood work, test dose, and consultation. Call Elevate Wellness. 973-354-2276. Or Elevate Wellness Group. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy, he's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. Boy, I'm having fun today. Thank you for so much for listening. I, I wouldn't have this show without you all as my loyal listeners, and I'm I'm just so appreciative of this being a being part of this great network. Uh, shout out to John Katsimatidis, who's really built this into a powerhouse. Thank you, John Katsimatidis, for allowing me this privilege to be on your station every Saturday afternoon from one to two. And then thank you to the listeners, and thank you for the callers today. By the way, I love this so far. Uh, we've got the ladies calling in. I, I hate to say this. I don't want to sound like a sexist, but I learn more from the ladies sometimes than I do from the men. Um, so the question of the day, and our lines are open. My producer says we have one or two lines open, 1-800-848-9222. The question of the day is, what is the biggest blunder of government um, in 2022? I know there are a lot of things out there. I've mentioned nine or ten, and we've had three or four others uh, mentioned. By the way, I just got a tweet. From uh, or a text from one of my good friends who's listening saying, you know, why don't you ask some of the liberals to call in and tell us something that has gone right for our country in 2022? Because uh, there's not a lot to be celebrating right now, unfortunately, because of, uh, you know, mostly because of our government being out of control. Mr. Producer, who is our next caller? Next up is Steve from Brooklyn. Steve, thanks for calling in. Okay, we'll, we'll take one guy. Well, we'll take one gentleman. <laughs> thanks for calling okay. in. Okay. Oh right? boy, what a topic! In addition to everything already mentioned, how about um, the eighty-six billion dollars of weaponry we gave over to China and Afghanistan? Just a mere uh, dime in the bucket. Uh, in yeah. New York City, our Mayor Doofus chased away a hundred thousand residents that were well healed, and he suddenly discovered. Yeah. We have a deficiency in the tax base that can't pay for anything. Oh, uh, good point. And the oh, 86, well, well, 86, right. Go ahead, one more. Of a welfare agency that's employed by having people out of work, 
as soon as the people get work, they are out of business and they have to find jobs. You got it. All right. Great, great call. Um, I love that. And by the way, I love your first one. The only reason I didn't mention the catastrophe of what happened in Afghanistan was that actually happened in 2021, but it did happen under this administration. And by the way, we're paying such a high price for that, aren't we, for the for the um, imbecilic and dangerous way that we put our tail between our legs as in, in America and we left Afghanistan. We left billions of dollars of our military equipment behind, which then got captured by uh, the Taliban, which was it's a pretty stupid thing to do, right? Uh, and I've, I've heard, I think you said $87 billion. I mean, a huge amount of money that we've been wasting on that. And I really believe it. And it had not been for our despicable exit from Afghanistan, um, I don't think that uh, Putin would have gone into if, – if, let me put it like this. If Donald Trump were still president, Putin never would have gone into uh, into Ukraine because he knew he was dealing with somebody who had some spinal fluid, some backbone, and had the military behind him. So great, great point, Steve. Okay, Mr. Producer, who is our next caller? Uh, so at the moment, there's no ladies, but next up, let's go to – how about Edward in Chicago? <laughs> Edward from Chicago, thanks for calling in all the way from Illinois. By the way, Edward, I think, as you may know, I am a native Chicagoan. I spent Christmas – in Chicago, it's a great city, but I hate to yes, see how and I, uh, you're, you're, you're I live in the neighborhood that uh, you came out of, the airport, Midway Airport. I live in that neighborhood, so that's where I am. What do you got for us? Okay, so I saw this on uh, Drudge. 18 global stocks trillion lost. Um, I mean, COVID rules is still around the world being strict and all this free money thrown around helping people. Um this is why we're already in a recession. Some people say we're not, but I think we are in a recession already. I don't know what what we're waiting for. So you're talking about the COVID restrictions? Yeah, COVID restrictions and then all this free money that people are giving out, all yeah. the governments because they, uh, you know, COVID relief. I mean, Southwest yep. had like a $3 billion in in subsidies or something like that. They yeah. had a problem. So by the way, how, are you, how is it that you're? Are you listening to this online, or are you listening to WBC? How how are you getting the show? I'm listening on iHeart. Oh, good on iHeart, fantastic. Well, thanks for calling in all the way from Illinois. So I think that's a first caller from Illinois. That's so cool, isn't it? I mean, we reach. I think we reach about thirty states with this station and with iHeart. So wonderful, wonderful call. Um, look, I'm very, very concerned about the left wanting to bring back restrictions, mandates. They want to mandate. Look, my feeling about um, vaccines is very simple. I do believe that Donald Trump's Operation Warp Speed was a miracle. It saved millions of lives. I love B Biden trying to take credit for Operation Warp Speed. Uh, Joe, we had the vaccine before you came into office. By the way, if they had announced the vaccine two weeks later, uh, two weeks earlier, I believe Donald Trump would have won the election. I don't know if that was a, another conspiracy. Wasn't it odd that they, oh, guess what? We've got a vaccine. They announced it a week after the election. I think if it had been uh, announced before that we're going to save a million lives with this vaccine, I think Trump would have won the election. Um, in any case, um, the worst thing that we've done in, in one of the five worst mistakes our country has ever made in our 250 some years as a nation is the um, was the lockdown of our economy, lockdown of our schools, lockdown of our businesses, the curfews, the forcing people to stay in their homes, uh, and 
it was catastrophic. It was catastrophic. We have added $5 trillion of debt. Uh, I had made the case because I listened to the health experts um, that these lockdowns were not going to work, and they didn't. They didn't. We know that from the states that were open, like Florida and Wyoming and Iowa and other states. They didn't have any worse health problems than the states that did lockdown. But we destroyed our businesses. We put uh, so many we, – what we did to our kids – Oh, my God, so outrageous. We have the worst test scores today in 30 years, thank the lock, thanks to the teachers' unions and lockdown in our schools. So I'm glad uh, this gentleman brought that up because I, I meant to say it earlier, and I forgot about that. But now these guys want to bring it back. The politicians want to bring back the restrictions. And when it comes to vaccines, my feeling is if you want to get a vaccine, you know, I, I'm not anti-vaccine. But I have a big objection to the government forcing people to get vaccines. It's my body, my choice. If I want to take the vaccine, I should be able to take it. If I don't want to take it, um, the government should not force me to put chemicals in my body. Uh, I don't know if you all agree with me on that, but I feel pretty strongly about that as a libertarian. Okay, I think we got time for two more quick calls, two, maybe three, if we can squeeze them in, Mr. Producer. Who is our next caller? Next up is Rick from Elmwood Park, New Jersey. Uh, Rick, a lot of people calling in from New Jersey today. Thanks so much for calling. What do you got for us? Thanks for taking my call. You should have your screener take down my phone number. I can debunk the global warming scam for you and Donald Trump. I'd really like to do that. That's the most harmful okay, thing fantastic. right now. Yep, That's the most powerful thing right now. Like you just pointed out, we're funding both sides of the war on Ukraine because we're making Putin rich with expensive oil, and we're sending $40 billion a shot over to Ukraine. So, I mean, and people are still dying. Yeah, let me just – hold on. Let me just um, interrupt you for one second because you're making a very important point, and stick with me on this. So all my friends who are Republicans – and look, I'm pretty libertarian, and, and I don't – I'm not a big believer that our Pentagon, which spends $80, $800 billion a year, needs more money. I'm, I'm very much in favor of a strong national security, but I, I'm not convinced that this money that we keep sending over there is actually getting to the Ukraine freedom fighters. Am I wrong about that? Next up, that? we have Tim – from Manhattan. Tim from Manhattan. Thanks for calling in, sir. What do you got? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. I, I just yep. think the biggest blunder would be the vilification of prosperity. And I yes. know I know Joe thinks uh, trickle-down economics doesn't work, and uh, he thinks the billionaires should pay their quote-unquote fair share. But the vilification of that, of yep. being – successful it, it yep. should be one of the biggest problems right now oh my god you know you are 100 percent correct ding 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 i think you get the prize i mean i think that is one of the things that is most worrisome about modern day america this assault on success an assault on achievement an assault on people who take risks you know i the reason i had bob funk on the show earlier a guy who I mean, his story is amazing, folks. He started with $5,000 in a business. Five, he took every penny he had. Five, now, that was back in the 1970s when 5000 was more, a lot more money than it is today. But think about that. With $5,000, he built up a business that is now a $3 billion business. And guess what? He's rich. He's really, really rich because he created something that didn't exist before. He employs a half a million people, a half a million people. How many people Can I make another have? point about Rob? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. He so you guys are talking about the work ethic and yeah. and I think the 
the problem with a lot of young people, because I'm 25, a lot of my friends, yep. they think climate change is the biggest problem that we're facing, and they don't want to work because of it. They, one girl told me, why would you move to Costa Rica? It's going to be all underwater in 30 years. And it's like, <laughs> what? Look, I, yeah, I shouldn't laugh at that because there are, you know, I mean, even Barack Obama was saying stuff like that. You know, you can't go on these Caribbean islands because they'll be underwater. And he's There's got beachfront property. Right. And incidentally, we, the reason we know that's not true is that people are buying up beachfront property. You know, I'm a big believer that the market speaks. If it were true that, you know, Miami was going to be underwater, then people wouldn't be buying beachfront properties in Miami. But they are. Uh, I think you make a really, really great point. I'm going to try to squeeze one more in if we've got time. Uh, Mr. Producer, I know it's getting late. Uh, let's try it. We've got 90 seconds left. Who's our next caller? Let's do William from Westchester. William, we got one minute left. What do you got for us? Thanks for calling in. Hey, Steve. So I guess uh, to tack on to the Afghan withdrawal, I know it's not 2022, but giving up the Bagram Air Base was such a tragic, terrible mistake, strategic air base, and we could have used it to get more people out. It was strategic to China and Russia. Uh, Good point. How do you know so much about this? You know more about this than I do. Uh, I just just reading up on it. I you know the Russians built it back in the day when they went to war in Afghanistan, but we built it up to what it is today, which is a fortress air base that we just gave it up yeah. like it's nothing for no reason. Pathetic. It's it's unpatriotic. Great call. I mean, great calls today, folks. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making my show a success with your brilliant, brilliant calls. I am honored to be on the show. I hope everybody has a wonderful, wonderful, happy New Year. I'll be back next week with our normal uh, with with the pains and. Um, It is the greatest country on earth. We've got a lot of work to do. And let's not forget that it is the free enterprise system that is the goose that lays the golden eggs. Let's not kill that goose, folks. Have a great, happy new year. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.